Hey, testing the mic one, two, one, two. This is the Radio Apprentice. You are listening to our Radio Live podcast. Yeah, stay tuned. I'll be right back. In case you haven't been listening to the news for everyone who has been on BB Ninja and every other um, news outlets uh, paying attention to lifestyle news rather than paying attention to the nation's news, trust me, yeah, I understand your frustration. I'm not trying to poke you or ask questions of you or um, make any uh, impact with your ego. What I'm trying to say is you need to uh, understand that a lot is going on. And so we can, I can keep you abreast with what has been going on. And what has been going on recently is the uh, Festus Kayamore um, interview with Channels. Hmm? The man has really said a lot. And if you are paying attention and if you can use your tongue to count your teeth, you will understand that he's actually passed a message that needs to be read clearly by everyone. You've been paying attention to the news and everybody's been doing what they want to do. The country's on autopilot. So yes, everybody thinks it's their turn to say whatever they want to say and choose to govern when they want to govern. But that's not the case. I'll just, uh, in course of this conversation, very brief, I'll highlight key points from his uh, interview. Okay. Uh, once again, uh, Festus Kayamo had an interview with channels recently. And what I want to highlight right now are the key points. Okay, the first one is only heaven has no security breach. Okay, this is one of the highlights from his uh, interview. You know, the man is very good in talking. He's a good spokesperson. Okay, and he said only heaven has no security breach. So yes, what we're facing in this country is a mere security breach. And of course, every other place in the world faces the same thing. That's what the man is trying to say. Like, ah, you're supposed to chill. Hmm? Chill. Um, it's only heaven. I don't have security breach. Uh, I wonder if this guy can actually travel by road for any reason, if he can actually travel by road. If he if he gets a job in places where security is bad, I hope he can go there and, and go up the millions. Maybe he can, but you can as well drive your sentiments with it. That's your, your take. I'm not even going to go into the reaction, people's reaction to his to these comments. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to go into it because they're way too much and you know what to expect. You know what to expect when you see them. Okay, he has made a couple of more comments. Okay, um, FG can't borrow 1 trillion, 1.1 trillion to end ASU strike. The man says, so he's saying that parents should go and beg ASU. Hmm? He's another key point from his uh, interview. He said, federal government cannot can no longer attend to ASU's problem. So, parents, please go and beg Asu to call off the strike. Mm -hmm. You know, it can only come from a man who doesn't really understand what governance is about. It can only come from a ship that a captain is missing in action. Okay, it's either the captain has drowned or he has gone to sleep or he's now drunk or something. You can't be in a ship and everybody is saying whatever they want to say, everybody's acting however they want to act. Everybody's been fingered in this whole matter. Even the Asusef, they're all fingered in this. It's like the same way someone will come out to say, it's my turn. Okay, it's my turn to run a country this big without having to tell exactly why you want to run the country. That's the same way anybody can just wake up one morning and decide to agitate and hope that the society will support. It's okay. Uh, so he says, 
go and beg Asu. Okay, go and beg Asu to call off the strike. Hopefully, we'll call off the strike. Hmm? Uh, I think um, this man was trying to make uh, Keamo bend on his knee to beg Asu on television. Well, the man refused. I don't know at what point that conspired, but you can as well go watch the interview. Hmm? And he, th- he thinks that uh, the APC's Muslim Muslim ticket is not an issue. Of course, that one is, by the way, you you know, you know better. Uh, APC believes in government intervention programs to aid the economy. Asking about the price of tomatoes and rice is a lazy way of is a lazy way to campaign. Well, I can remember that uh, yesterday we we're discussing about making gravy. Hmm? And next thing I had was, ah, do you know, do you know how much a, a pint of tomato costs? Okay, if we're talking about tomato, and say, ah, making gravy is now more expensive. Or it's not something that you do with 10k before now. You want to do proper gravy that I'd be using to rotate your meals. You have to uh, pay uh, more money for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's let's find out how uh, he was asked this question by um by the channel's encore honors and the rest when your party got into power how much of money do they have in their pocket these are critical questions that they will be asking what would you be saying to them tonight i'll be saying to them that it is the same apc templates that both leaders have subscribed to that they will use let me explain it i saw one misleading headline from from one of the papers yesterday and i laughed it was just misleading they were just you know you know misinterpreting what one of our okay uh hold on i'm going to bring that back in um it's still loading that uh, we're distancing ourselves from the records of buhari and that is utter nonsense like i said we are proud of the record of the apc as well salutes what we have done so far but wants to improve on it. We have the same template of progressivism. He may not tweak how he approaches it and implements the program, but progressivism is that we believe in social and economic intervention in the lives of the middle class and the very poor. Unlike, you know, the other people who want a totally free market economy. We believe in government intervention. That's why you see a lot of social intervention programs. Buhari, for example, has said before we leave, he wants a, a, statute, a, a statutory intervention where all of these social intervention programs like conditional, conditional cash transfer will be a matter of law so that no government will come and change it. He, he has a heart for the poor. So we are, we are very proud of this. Nobody is disassociating ourselves from our record. Now, it is a very lazy way to campaign. I know it's not your view, it's the view of the opposition. It's a very lazy way to campaign. To say, what is the price of tomatoes? Yeah, what is the price of tomatoes now? What is, it? is that is? Look, you must put it in the context of a... You know, this man has no idea what it costs to make a meal. Hmm? Because um, he probably has a home budget that suffices for everything. And um, I think it would be nice to listen to the one that he spoke about... Uh, Asu, uh, I think it'd be nice. Let's let's see if we can get that in. The man has no idea, and we're not going to poke that because these are people who get to eat vegetables and minerals, however they want, whenever they want, 
and uh, we're not no one is asking questions of them okay uh, he says p2b is ahead of atiku in terms of leadership experience tinibu is the best man for the job let's find out how exactly he said this ask your uncles ask your parents ask their aunties how lagos was before 1999 they don't know and that is why they are deceiving them that is why the new politicians are deceiving them they will tell you how extremely you know uh, uh, careful in planning that Asiodu Tenobu was and how much he improved Lagos. 600 million naira IGR, 600 million to 51 billion IGR monthly today. That is a wealth creator. And Nigeria Solin is a wealth creator now. He's a transformative leader. He has the capacity and the brain to assemble some of the best minds around him. Let me tell you what Ashiwaju did as governor of Lagos State. He went outside the southwest. He went to the heartland of Igbo land, to Anambra State, and brought his commissioner for budget and planning, Akabweze, to come ahead in Lagos, in the heart of Lagos. The younger ones, if they don't know, tell, they should tell you now that that's the type of leader that is campaigning for you to vote for him. He went for the best in Anambra State. And that is the template that the evil man formed today that is, you know, what we are seeing in Lagos State as Commissioner for Budget and Planning in Lagos State. He went to Akabweze. He went to uh, to, to Kwara to bring the best. He went to Osun to bring the best. He went everywhere to gather the best around him. The president does not do everything himself. He makes the final call. He only listens to the experts around him. And the job of the president is not to be the economist. It's not to be the lawyer. It's not to be the, the expert. No. The job of the president is to listen to the experts and to make the final call. Okay. Now, if, if, if you have followed this man's interview, hmm, you would read different meanings to this. You have different sides to what he's saying. Uh, as much as I don't so much like him, I don't, I don't know if I, if I have a right to like him or not. So it's not my business. But with everything playing out, if you've listened to him, you probably pick a few things that you can twist, okay, and give it a meaning to yourself. Hmm? The man said a lot of things. Uh, it's only in heaven where there will be no security breaches. We are not in heaven yet. These are jailbreaks. There are jailbreaks in America, but that doesn't mean government has failed came from him it's a quote uh personal to him i think it would be nice to hear him say it um shame who is asking him right now shame of uh, channels in Kuje, Buari, uh, Kuali, and some other areas in uh, who are living in fear right now we ask the question is that what you promised them when you talk about capacity uh capacity where presidential uh, guards brigade were being attacked, and the NSA said they were decimated. Is that the kind of promise that you that you made to Nigerians? Last week, those who were guarding around the bushes of Abuja, they were raided and flushed out and killed. That is what we promised. We promised response. We did not promise that it will not happen. We promised response. We responded last week. We killed them. Abuja is safe now. There's no incident like that around the bushes of Abuja again. We promised response. We have de delivered response. People should not engage in scaremongering. Let me tell you something about the psychology of the bandits. They want 
to engage, they want to scare people. Their, their oxygen is fear. Their oxygen is scaremongering. They want to, they want to create panic. It's the oxygen of the of the terrorists. When you don't give them that oxygen of fear, of panic, of, 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 of publicity, they, they peter away. And so once you just hear there was one security breach around areas of Abuja and the press explodes the next day, it's not Armageddon. How does the government respond? I mean, uh, so when it you go, we're talking heaven. about, you, you talk about the party. Let me explain. It is only in heaven, when we arrive heaven, that there will be no security breach at all. We have not arrived heaven. We are in heights. So there must be security breach. Quote and unquote, you so promise I heaven you, and earth. That's that what we have Nigeria should be well. asking. Just for a moment, uh, Minister. Uh, we were due for a break in another few yes. seconds. Just for a moment. Um, uh, the question we, you, you're talking about capacity that you responded. Uh, the question would have uh, be, uh, would be why did you have to wait for people to be killed before you responded? Why would you allow? People, uh, people, listen, uh, just for a moment, if I'm allowed on my question, why would you allow uh, a Kuje correction? facility which is at the perimeter of the city capital but would they allow terrorists to prompt to to threaten the, the number one citizen in the country that they will kidnap and kidnap a governor why would you wait to that moment what did you do with the intelligence that are provided these are some of the questions minister so you mean that some people sit down somewhere some mad people and say i will kidnap mr president that is not a national concern i can answer as well say so as a mad person and there's some capacity to do that. How can we how can we elevate that to national discussion? That is exactly what they intend you to say. And that's how they intend you to react. And you are reacting that way. That they see that what they threaten Mr. President. These are these are comedians. No, uh, that they will uh, check that they will come Mr. and see Mr. President. Mr. Kayamo, when they just the moment, can, don't I, you, can I answer your question? Just moment, because can you are saying question? that they made threats. For can example, they threatened that they were going to attack or they wanted lead, leaders and they attacked Kuje for several hours they were attacking and nothing happened. These are a critical question. And you think that we should not be bothered as citizens? It's, it's a security breach. Will it happen again? Will the government respond appropriately? They will respond. There are security breaches all over the world, regrettably. Regrettably. But that is not what, to, that is not a yardstick to say government has failed. Um, anyway, guys, you have to be uh, you have to be woke because um, there will be security breaches, and this dude is only talking about Abuja because he lives in Abuja. I'm sure that every other part of the country is not in this contest, so government is not responding, okay, to every other part of the country because it's not the state capital. But now you can understand exactly. I, I say to you that when you listen to Festus Kiyamo's interview. You would get a lot from it like it teaches you a lot it tries to build into your judgment the problem in benway the problem in Brno, the problem in uh emo and every other part of the country that is on that's on fire yeah uh the only place that he's using as a reference okay to uh secure the interest of the government in capacity is abuja hmm? how they have responded to attack okay that was brought into abuja but every other place can can go to hell okay that's what i coined out of this so if you're living in your own zone be very careful the the, the scorecard comes from the response in abuja and not even in your city not in your state not in your environment so you look out for yourself on that um 
Minister of State of All Labor, Festus KMO, gives an update on government negotiations over ASU. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that is cool enough to listen to it, but I'm going to give you. Uh, their incomes, wages, and salaries on the one hand, and on the other hand, there's the system of payments um, by which they should be uh, paid their salaries and their allowances. Uh, as for the first part of it, um, people should realize that we, the Ministry of Labor, we are not the employers of uh, members of ASO. The employers of member, the employer of members of ASO, is the Ministry of um, Education. And so the Ministry of Education, um, at some point, took over the negotiation. Uh, we were just conciliators at the level of the Ministry of Labor. I hear a lot of people say that, oh, well, what are we doing? What are we not doing? We are not the... Okay, uh, hold on. That has really taken a tumble. Uh, let's go back to it. We intervene to try and settle both sides of the dispute. However, the Ministry of Education at a point set up... A small committee within the Ministry of Education, I mean, the Ministry of Education set up what they call the, the Nimi Briggs Committee, Professor Nimi Briggs Committee, to receive the complaints of ASO and then look into those complaints and see how those complaints could be um, accommodated within the framework of uh, the finances of government. Now, when this committee began to sit with ASO, there were other critical institutions of government that should have been at that meeting. National Income and Wages Salary and Salaries Commission, National Salaries and Income and Wages Commission, Budget Office of the Federation, Head of Service of the Federation, Ministry of Finance. ASU at some point objected to these critical stakeholders sitting down with them. They said they were not cooperating with them. Well, how can you sit down with the Ministry of Education without those holding the post of government? Without those who know the rules as to how public officers should be paid? How can you sit down with them and fix your own salaries? But well, that was what ASU did originally with the Nimi Briggs Committee. They sat down, fixed their own salaries, Shewu, and allowances with the Ministry of Education, without these other critical stakeholders. And guess what happened? At the end of the exercise, what did we come to? ASU now put their percentage of their salaries, some increase as to more than 100% to 100 and something percent. It now came up to an additional 560 billion naira on top of the normal 412 billion that the federal government was already paying for their using to pay their salaries and their emoluments. They added another 560 billion to that bill. And then that does not even include things like their hazard allowance um, and all those other little allowances. All those allowances also came to another additional 170 billion. And so the entire bill came up to 1.2 trillion or thereabouts. Meanwhile, you still you had before, even before this uh, situation, a situation where the federal government was already spending 50% of its overheads on salaries to pay them. That was the previous bill, 50% of his overheads regarding salaries and emoluments to pay university teachers their, their, their wages and allowances. So what the federal government did when they brought this you know, uh, proposal from the Nimi Briggs Committee, they said, well, this is unrealistic. You know what? You need to bring in all that. We still went back to the same position where they had to bring in all that critical stakeholders. National Income and Wages and Salaries Commission, 
Minister of Finance, um, Budget Office of the Federation, Head of Service, they sat down again to look at all of this. And that was, uh, you know, led by the Office of um, uh, the Chief of Staff. They, so all of them, they have looked at this again. They have looked at all, looked at all of them and said, look, it's unrealistic. Because you now have the non-academic staff. They are also warming up to say, if you answer them, if you answer ASU, we will also go on strike. You also have the polytechnic teachers, polytechnic lecturers and college education say that if you answer ASU, we are also going to join. So it's going to set off a chain of a chain of reaction that we cannot stop. And as you know, so let me just give you the grim picture of what we face. In 2013, in 2023, the projection of 2023 is that the total income of government will be about 6.1 trillion. Subsidy alone will go up 6.3. In other words, subsidy will be more than even the total income of the federal government in 2023. So where do we go from here? And we have only one component. It's a critical component I do accept. Education. But one component placing this kind of burden on the federal post. It's not just possible. So where they are looking at it again, and they are going to submit their, you know, this other expanded committee, will submit their, you know, uh, report to the federal government. Mm. But on the other issue of uh, the system of payment, you know, we all know that they came up with their own system, that the old system, the GPM system was fraught with fraud. And we know that with this kind of critical financial situation we are facing, we need to make sure we, we clean up our system of payment. As you said, no, that they, will, they are above the law. They will not join other people, other public servants in going through that system, that they want to develop their own system. Federal government said, okay, develop your own system. They developed what they call the Utah system. Federal government took it to NITDA, which is the agency, you know, uh, to, uh, you know that um, ensures the, the sanctity of some of these things. They took it to NITDA. They, you know, subjected it to the to test, and it failed the test. The stress test and all of that, he failed it. Meanwhile, the non-academic staff are saying, no, we will not even go with the Utahs that, the, that uh, uh, ASU is uh, developing. We are going to develop our own UPPPS system. How can you have a government with all parts, all, all different type of their employees developing their own system by which they will pay themselves? Which government will accept that? But despite all of that, the government was still patient enough to say, okay, you know what? Despite the fact that I failed this, you know, test uh, stress system, go back again to NITDA. Go back. Subject all of this to test again. The UPPS, the UTAS, the IPPS, subject all to test. The federal government is still very patient with ASO. And then when you go through all of this, come back again with a report to see whether we can give them another chance for this thing to pass through a stress test. But for the federal government to go ahead and start paying salaries, and incomes and all that with an old a system that is not reliable, that is public money, public money paid like that without a system that can be, you know, can be can be relied upon. It is it will be an irresponsible government that will do that. That is where we are, you know, in brief. Uh, so yeah, as much as uh, I don't I don't like this man, okay, I don't have a right to like him or not like him. Okay, I'm just giving you the report and I'm just speaking from your own voice. I know you don't like him, but truth is, everyone is being fingered into this matter. Even the ass, I don't even trust their judgment. Okay, I, I know that a lot of them, um, yeah, their children don't school here. Okay, and so it's okay for them to come out and say uh, the government is already going down and so let everybody get their share. They're trying to get their own share. 
Okay, the leadership is trying to get their own share. I don't think that the other people in their midst wants to do the same thing that they're doing. And so I'm going to say congratulations to state universities that their governors are doing so well um, to manage their universities. And also urge students, uh, in course of applying for schools now, maybe you, push, you guys should consider uh, taking your admission-seeking self to state universities. Okay, if you cannot afford private universities and all, take yourselves to state universities. All right, uh, and see what what happens from there. It's not as if the academic system in this country is wonderful. As a matter of fact, uh, the people who, even lecturers and professors who own businesses, still don't even employ the people who come out of their own system to work for them. That is how bad it is. I'm speaking from experience. So. With all of these things right now, still exposes a lot of young people into things that they have not dreamt of being exposed to. People know that they're not going, they're not doing anything, they're not going to school, there's no hope out there. So it's like whatever it is that is immoral and available to everyone is available to them. Anyway, uh, I have quite minimal rights to things I can say, but trust me, I can as well speak in your own voice and view that as my excuse for uh, speaking out speaking out at some point okay but that was just a briefing on versus kama's interview with channels all right you can as well go to uh, channels and uh, watch the interview completely if you really want to get a cleaner look at the things he said but trust me there's nothing fun about what he said unless you're of course apc and trust me even if you belong to his party uh, right you will still uh, find a lot of things overwhelming and trust me, he said a lot of things that you need to calm down and think about, okay? He said he missed a lot of indirect speech, okay? And he tried to create a lot of indirect understanding. So you have to now direct them to your own self and figure out how to give meaning to all of them, okay? The things he has said, seriously, if you really understand the system, you understand that the man have said, have said things in his own words. And as much as we're not expecting him to say anything less, He's working for his money, so he's employed, and nobody wants to speak against their boss. Uh, nobody wants to get fired, okay, from their job. He still has a couple of months to collect salary from the state government, from the federal government. So he can as well come up, come out on channels TV and defend them. This is the Radio Apprentice fam. You are listening to our Radio Live podcast. Uh, I'll be right back, okay? I'll take you back to the music. I knew we just going to break. It's way too much information to have given out. So it's it's worth the time enough to get some rest and come back for you. Stay tuned. Are you an aspiring podcaster or you want to start a vodcast? Sign up with Auroval. Membership is free, although terms and conditions apply. To learn more about joining Auroval, visit our official website, www.auroval.com.